0: Welcome to Kibia, the spirit of sauna. Join your hosts, Alan Jalishaw and Alyssa Lansdell, as they explore the history, culture, and lifestyle of sauna. Whether you're a lifelong aficionado and expert like Alan, a relative newbie and budding enthusiast like Alyssa, or just curious to see what all the fuss is about, this is the podcast for you. Sauna is so much more than meets the eye, so breathe deep, Get comfortable and share in the search for the true spirit of sauna.
1: And welcome back.
0: It's episode two,
1: The Spirit of Sauna. And I'm so glad you joined us. Last episode we talked all about the passion that Alan and and everyone seems to have for sauna. And today we're gonna break it down a little more in terms of what makes a sauna. So whether that's the physical materials that go into creating it. Or the spiritual aspects, and this is what really holds my interest, and I know it does a lot of people. If you hear the word sauna, and you think it's odd, if you hear the word sauna, and you imagine a structure, whether that's in someone's basement, in their backyard, or at their cottage, and you just think of the physical structure, then this is the episode for you. Have we got an episode for you? Because today, Alan, we are going to explain all the different dimensions of sauna and what it really is comprised of.
2: Yes, yes. We, yes, we are. Yeah.
1: it's uh It really is not just physical, but spiritual as well, would you say?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the sauna experience starts before actually going into the sauna.
1: Ha! Huh, tell me more about that.
2: So... I'll reflect on my own experience, the vast majority of saunas I've ever had have been wood burning, wood burning to create the heat. So that takes time, you need to start a fire, you need to nurture the fire, the fire needs to build, and slowly over time, the room gets hotter to the temperature you wanna use it at. So for me, I have to back it up. If I I know I'm gonna have a sauna starting at, let's say, seven o'clock, I know that I need to start the wood the fire at about five o'clock. So I'm already in a state of mind at five o'clock and I start the fire and just that the crackle of the wood, the smell of the smoke, very Pavlovian to me. This automatically starts getting me in the zone, so to speak, so that I'm ready for sauna when it comes. And, And I'm ready and I start to relax, actually before I start the fire, but going through the fire starting process actually starts me relaxing.
1: That's amazing. There's a metaphor to life in that, I would say. The idea of savoring something even before it happens. And I know what you're saying about the scent because it's really funny. I'm in a fairly new neighborhood and recently someone had put up a cedar fence and I walked by and I all of a sudden had these warm feelings of being in a sauna. (laughs) I just felt like spa. I had this sort of spa feeling and that and then I put the two together and I realized just how powerful um, that smell memory is. As you say, it's Pavlovian for you. So then it becomes the the pre-ritual becomes an important part of the ritual.
2: It is. And essentially, if you think about it, uh, you need to be in the right state of mind when you go into the sauna. And the more relaxed you are, the more you will appreciate what it has to offer. And that's why I enjoy that little bit of time before the actual sauna. Relax, letting things go through my mind. Once I hear and smell that fire, the crackle, very simple sounds and smells, I start thinking about the sauna itself. I think about the heat and how it's good it's gonna feel when I go in there for the first time. I think about what's gonna happen afterwards. All these things start running through my mind and I literally, I'm transported to another place in time.
1: That's amazing, that's so powerful. So you are transported back to all of, I would imagine all of those different versions of yourself uh, starting as a six month old when you first entered a sauna.
2: Yes, yes. It's. As much as I've done and had a sauna literally thousands of times, I don't have a perfect memory of what it is. And I go in there and I go, oh, yeah, that's what it's about. Right, right.
1: Wow. It's almost, as you speak about it, it's so interesting how, as you speak of sauna, the, the idea now of a structure really doesn't even come to mind for me. It is really a way of life and an experience. And it strikes yes. me that it's a lot about surrendering either to the moment or to the heat have you ever thought of that word as it pertains to sauna I do
2: absolutely absolutely I know uh, that how much I need the sauna Mm -hmm. when I need to de-stress or decompress from my life like everybody does I know that the sauna will always be there and it will never disappoint it's like getting together with your best friend who's willing to listen willing to share He's always there. She's always there to give you whatever you need.
1: Love it. Wow. I f- <laughs> Why do I suddenly feel like if we can get in touch with this experience, we can have better relationships? Is that true? Would you say that? I'm going to put you on the it's record absolu- right now. <laughs>
2: it, it is absolutely true. And, and to give you, some, give you some stats, so if you go to Finland, uh-huh. there are approximately 5 million Finns. Uh-huh. They have about 3 million saunas. So there's Whoa. about, so there's more than, you know, more than one sauna for every two people. So, so pretty clearly. much
1: one for every household,
2: essentially. P- pretty much, yeah. They have, clearly embla- em- they have clearly embraced the sauna as a nationality, as a culture. And they've been doing it for thousands of years. So I think it's safe to say they're on to something good. <laughs> yes, I think yeah.
1: the the newest yeah. and the latest, and oh, no, it's actually the, the opposite of newest and latest, and obviously it's been around this long uh, for, for right. that reason, yeah. right. And so as much as we are talking about the spiritual aspects of this, let's take a moment to talk about the physical elements that have to come together to become a sauna. Because I know there are misconceptions about what it involves yep. and what it is and what it looks like. Tell us a bit about the basic components.
2: Right. So traditionally a sauna is, is comprised of a lot of wood. It's made out of wood or lined with wood. And the reason being is pretty obvious. One, if it was anything else, it would be pretty hot to sit on or to touch. So wood will absorb the heat naturally mm-hmm. and make it easy to, to spend time in the sauna. Uh, also, th- the wood itself will emit an aroma. Cedar is very popular. It mm-hmm. smells wonderful and it adds to the experience. Because the sauna is a multi-sensory experience. There's smell, there's sound, there's feelings, there's emotions. So adding that element of that smell of the wood will help. It makes you feel like you're in nature again. Mm. Um, And as well, the heat will, over time, could damage the materials you use. So you use a wood that can absorb the heat when needed be and will last over time. So that's why they are traditionally wood.
1: Okay, that explains why um, there are no metal saunas correct. out there. Correct, yeah. yeah, it'd be,
2: it'd be pretty <laughs> damn hot,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, sizzling. So which do you prefer, which type of sauna? I mean, very, when you talk about the traditional Finnish sauna, dry sauna, steam bath, Turkish bath, there's also infrared. Yeah. What are your preferences?
2: Well, let's let's walk through some of them. So the traditional Finnish sauna has a heater that is usually wood-burning, although electric heaters have become more prominent in the last 80 years. But essentially, that heater heats up rocks. That's where we got the word kivia from. So the rocks get heated up, and the rocks heat the air, and the air heats the skin, heats the body. And even after the fire is down or the heater is turned off if it's electric, the rocks will continue to hold that heat and continue to heat that room. You can have heat for literally for hours to enjoy. And then the other important element that we talked about before in the first episode was uh, the lulu, which is adding water to the rocks when the rocks are hot. Okay. And what that does is adds a little bit of humidity, adds a little bit of steam. It gives you the sensation that it's hotter, but technically it's not. It's just, you just think that is. Uh And it Uh is a feeling of... Uh, it's undescribable. It's such a fantastic feeling. So, to give you a reference, Lolo is often referred to as the soul of the sauna. Uh-huh. How do you describe a soul? It's a life form. It's a it's a being. It's it's so hard to describe, but you'll know it once you experience it.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I used to think that when I was spooning the water on the Rocks, lol. I'm working on that word. I'm still working on that journey. (laughs) Uh, But when I was a kid, you you know, my friends used to say, "Don't do it too much because it's going to get too hot in here." But in fact, they were wrong. That's it's it really is just the feeling that that intense warmth is more a a, a different. Well, it's I guess experienced on a different level.
2: Well, essentially, the sauna is a dry sauna. So with the wood burning and the electric heater, it's a dry heat. Mm-hmm. And when we say dry heat, we're referring to the humidity, usually very low, could be as low as zero, maybe in the 10 to 20%. Okay. By adding that water, it's just temporarily increasing the humidity, but it doesn't change the, the temperature in the sauna at all. Makes sense. But if you compare it to a hot day in the summer outside, when they talk about the humidity you can feel the difference between humidity and no humidity. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that reflection.
1: Okay, so then a steam bath is maybe, is it is it still considered a sauna
2: or no? Steam bath is not a sauna, uh-huh. and the main reason being is the, the, the source of the heat. So in a steam bath, what it does is takes water, converts it into water vapor, and that heats the air, and that heats the body. And it's at 100% humidity. Mm. So very, very, it feels very hot, but actually the temperature is considerably lower than a sauna, mainly because of that huge difference in humidity.
1: Interesting.
2: You'll also find that if you go to like a spa or a, or a club, they're typically tiled, tiles and glass, those mm-hmm. kind of materials. They don't get as hot, so they that's a good thing. But more importantly, there's so much moisture and humidity, it can literally be dripping off the walls that's not good for something made out of wood for no. the long term.
1: I can imagine. Yeah. And so I'm getting the idea that, of course, traditional finished sauna is your way of doing things. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, absolutely.
2: but yeah. i'm not I'm not close-minded. So again, the tradition is wood burning, but electric heaters have come along. And there's times when I'm out of town or on vacation, and really the only option is to be electric heater. It's a close second. Okay. But still, the process is the heater, the hot rocks, and the lolu That combination is a finished sauna.
1: It's magical. I, I, if I were to come up with a, uh, a metaphor for this, it would be sort of the digital versus the analog. And don't we all love a good vinyl?
2: Yes. <laughs> That's a good, good analogy. That's a <laughs> yeah. great analogy.
1: Right? Because yeah. yeah. something gets lost in the electronic translation sometimes. And yeah. it sounds to me like because... For you, anyway, and every bu- everyone who loves sauna, this is about the experience. So we need to keep it as pure as possible whenever pure as possible. possible. Yeah. yeah, I'm a
2: tradition. I'm a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. I like things being authentic. There's a time and place to improve upon things, but the sauna has been around for thousands of years, and there's been very few changes really, because it's not about. Fancy doo It's about the experience. Focus on the experience, and the rest will fall into place. Just don't dwell on those little, like we said.
1: Yeah, the the details and all of that. I love this. I'm gonna have a, a bunch of Alanisms in my house. I think I'm gonna put them up on the wall because these these seem to be great pieces of advice for life. You you are very Absolutely. wise, and I I have a feeling that the uh, that that was born in the sauna. It I'm was. Sure. I yeah. I feel
2: very grounded. But having having ah. the sauna actually, I I'll, I've said it before. Actually, saves me from time to time. I you know, there's days when I'm feeling a little crusty, and. Uh, I go have a sauna. It softens me up. And the benefit is everybody around me appreciates that. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah,
1: exactly. It's a, it's the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Yeah. We could all use that. So I would imagine that a lot of people are listening to this, even as I am having this conversation with you, I'm in this category where I, I would like to build one or have one at some point. Right. Where would one start? I mean, where can, they, where can we put them and what should we think about? What should some of those first... Uh, considerations be?
2: Well, if you are building one at your cottage, per se, and I'll use that as an example because it's the one I know the most, Mm -hmm. uh, we built the sauna right very close to the lake. It is literally like a shoe kick to the lake, and Mm -hmm. the reason being the sauna process involves getting hot in the sauna, but you also need to cool down, and that involves going into the lake and then back in the sauna. So important to have a water source or like a lake or a pool nearby Obviously, the the lake at the cottage. But if you're at home in the city, if you're able to have one outside and you have a pool or some other source of water, that would be that would also be de- very very desirable.
1: Okay, and so for anyone who's into feng shui or or energy in general, should it be facing a particular direction? No, uh, no, no,
2: not no, at all? Re- no requirements in that. It's um, if it's outdoors in your backyard at home. One rule of thumb would be the closer it is to your door, the more likely you are to use it. But that's not necessarily a rule. That's just a general guideline. But make it easy to get from the sauna to your pool Mm -hmm. or to the favorite spot to roll in the snow or to use a shower or whatever. Just make it Make it make sense.
1: Make it make sense so you use it more, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I have entered homes where (laughs) there is a sauna in the basement. I remember my high school boyfriend, his family had one, and sadly, it was used for storage in all the years that I knew them. Um, What do you think about saunas in basements?
2: Well, I actually grew up in our home in Waterloo. We had a sauna in our basement. Huh. So it was with electric heater, Mm -hmm. um, and we used it on weekends, and- I enjoyed it, but I'll be honest, it wasn't as enjoyable as something that would be outside and doesn't compare to a cottage sauna. Yeah. So from that experience, certainly there are people who have them in their basements. Go right ahead. A sauna in your basement's better than no sauna, but if you can, you will enjoy it more in my opinion, if it's out- outside in your backyard.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But again, as you say, it's whatever gets you to use it more. What about having a window? Let's say you had one in your yard. I might be tempted, because I'm a bit claustrophobic, to put a window in there. Is that okay?
2: Absolutely. Um, My sauna at home outside has a window in the door, and the one at the cottage deliberately has a window on the side wall so that I can actually look out over the lake.
1: Nice. Beautiful. So you get that full sensory experience of just being exactly present. Oh, exactly I love that so while we're talking about setting the stage i'm i'm big in ambiance and setting a mood and when i run my bath because as i've said before i i'm a bath person quickly becoming a sauna person but i like candles i put music on i dim the lights is this something we should consider doing with sauna
2: yeah there are a lot of little accessories or little things that you can incorporate into your sauna experience that will are are unique to yourself. They're personalized approaches. So if you like candles, candles are great, but keep in mind it's hot in the sauna and you run the risk of the wax melting or going soft. so but if you have them on the floor, that might work. Okay um, yeah. on the concept of music. I get a lot of opinions on that. I believe that music is good. Having a little bit of music, soft music, Mm -hmm. is nice. But some traditionalists may say no music. But, again, it's, it's a personal touch.
1: That's interesting, and and of course that leads me, <laughs> I'll tell you where my mind is going. I'm thinking in a very North American way right now, Alan. I'm thinking people might consider sauna a very social thing, a very romantic thing, but in your experience, that's not necessarily what it's about, right?
2: Yeah, it can be social, and I absolutely love sharing sauna with my friends and people I know, mm-hmm. but I also enjoy being in there by myself. There's times when it gives being in there by myself gives me time to reflect, think, or not think. Mm -hmm. It's just I'm more introspective or even retrospective in a sauna than I am anywhere else by myself. It just draws it out of me. Again, with the heat and the relaxation, it takes the barriers down and I can reflect. And that's, I'm not a, not afraid to have a sauna by myself, but I I feel I definitely prefer having a sauna with others.
1: And so what I'm getting from what you're saying is there's a difference between being social in a sauna and, you know, the, the sort of party atmosphere. At least in my experience, we can have parties outside and we can have parties in the pool. I haven't experienced that sort of party atmosphere in a sauna, even though I have been in a sauna with other people. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well... You know, to each their own. There is no perfect way to have a sauna, and if that's what works for you, then by all means have that party-type atmosphere. I myself prefer uh, a fairly social sauna, but I remember when I was a kid up at the cottage, when I was quite young, uh, my parents, grandparents, my uncle from the other end of the lake—they would come down, and it would be quite a party. Uh-huh. And I was kind of—I was kind of jealous because I had to go <laughs> to bed because I was a little kid. Yeah. But here I, you know, you hear them going in the lake and and whooping it up, and it sounds like they're having a lot of fun. So, yeah, and I do recall being a little jealous. So, absolutely, do what works for you, whether it be a party, whether it be some level of social, or by yourself. Because I've done them all, and they're all enjoyable for their own reasons.
1: Right. So now I have to ask you: Who would you most want to share a sauna with, and why?
2: Ooh, that's a that's a great like question. anybody, living or dead. Yeah. Well if I think the first person that comes to mind would be uh Gord Downey.
1: Oh man, yeah. good answer.
2: Yeah. I just think oh. he's got a lot going on in his in his marble bag and I just would like to yeah. would have liked to have the opportunity to get him in a sauna, get him down that extra level and really find out what's going on in his mind. Oh wow. I yeah. think he'd be a great, great guest. Wow. Um Matt Sundin, well I used to be a big Leafs fan when he was uh, when he was a Leaf. He's from yeah. Sweden, so he understands sauna, but yeah. I always I always liked him. Yeah. Uh, Justin Trudeau, I think he would be ah. a him and Barack Obama and the main reason is I just want to see if they can take the heat. <laughs> You know? I love that.
1: I you, you had me at Barack Obama. I would love yeah. to. I, I've i always said I'd love to have dinner with him. I'd love to get inside that brain of his. And you're right. It's almost like entering a sauna just removes that exterior one layer that we show the world, whatever yes. that, that film is. And I, I would say that the people you've mentioned are all very authentic people, right? Yes. I never got a fake sense from, from one of them. Uh, but I imagine, as you say, it takes them down another level. I think those were the words yeah. you use. And I I love that. That's right. I bet you Gord could have written some amazing music in a sauna. If he, he didn't, have. he maybe did. Who knows?
2: Well, and the other one on the on that front is I always thought this was a, maybe sound like a weird answer. Getty Lee. Getty oh, Lee yeah. sounds very insightful when I've seen him being interviewed. Yeah. And uh, I think I'd like to get, see if he'll come up for a sauna and... Uh, See, what, see what's running around his marble bag, too.
1: Amazing marble bag. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And you're really, you're really getting me excited about this. Now, you've mentioned before, and I want to get back to it, the essence of the sauna. Yes. Which I will pronounce at some point, but I'll let you very capably pronounce that. Lolo. Lolo.
2: Yeah. Oh, very I'm, close. Very close. I'm g-
1: see? By episode yeah. eight, like I should yeah. be totally nailing this. Pronunciation. And it really, what I love about this word, just like sauna, is there's so much to it. I mean, it is, I mean, what is it technically? Is it the actual device used to put the water on the rocks?
2: It represents when the water is added to the rocks and it evaporates, there is a feeling. It feels like more heat, but it's more intense than that. It feels like there's more going on than just heat. And it represents life. It's the soul of the sauna, and once you've had a good exposure to lolo, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. It's just so—it's so, it's so un- intangible. It's hard to explain, but it's so good. It feels so excellent, and it is quintessential sauna to have Lolu. And yeah. any Finn will tell you that.
1: And there's a Finnish proverb that says a sauna without birch whisk is like food without salt, which I as a foodie really appreciate. I get what that means,
2: but why? So what they're referring to, it's, in English, it's a birch whisk. In Finnish, it's called a vichta. And what this is, is you go out in the spring especially and you find a young birch tree and you cut off all the small branches with the leaves. You bundle them together and then you bring that into the sauna and you beat yourself with it. (laughs) Really? Really. Wow. And this is is an extra little thing that is quintessential sauna. You beat yourself with it and your first instinct is, why would I beat myself? Why do I need to subject myself to more pain when it's so hot in here? It doesn't hurt. Because of the leaves and the freshness, it doesn't hurt. What it does, is it infuses the smell of the leaves into the sauna, which adds to the smell sensory experience. And it also adds an extra stimulation of, of blood flow. It increases your b- blood circulation by beating yourself. And you can beat your entire body, including your face and your head. And it just adds an extra element to that, wow. to that heat experience.
1: That's, it totally makes sense now that you say it that way. I was running through in my mind uh, a massage experience I had where they were like, you know, I think it was my feet, they were like beating on my feet and it felt so good. And now I see what what you're talking about. I love that. That is not something that we here in North America, or at least I have experienced in sauna here.
2: It's not very common. It's certainly very common in Finland, but not everybody has heard about it in North America
1: yeah, we need to bring more of that into play here. That's absolutely, fun. absolutely. Especially when you're having that, that sauna party. Uh, <laughs> and, and since we talked about food, maybe I'm just hungry, uh, but we will in, in future episodes be talking about combining the ritual of food with the ritual of sauna, yeah?
2: Absolutely. And Amazing. the one thing you'll find after a good sauna is your appetite goes up. Mm. And in general, food tastes better. A drink or a beverage tastes better, your your senses are heightened by the sauna.
1: So that I mean, you bring food into any ritual, I am all over it. I know you have your own sauna rituals. By the way, did yes. you have did you take sauna before you came to record this? You sound like I, chill. I
2: had a sauna last night, yes I did. Aha,
1: uh-huh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so take us through that ritual of yours. What does it involve? Okay.
2: So last night's sauna was at the cottage. So it starts off with starting the fire. So I go down and there's a, you know, few little adjustments I need to make and I start that fire. And when the fire starts again, when I hear the crackling and the smoke, I start to visualize the sauna. So the fire starts and I have to come back and check on it every 20 30 minutes and, I've, you know, check on the heat, but I know approximately how long it takes to get up to the temperature I want. The temperature I has, I I set it for or build towards varies depending on my mood. Uh, some days I'm just feeling a little down or not very energized. I may not be able to take the heat as much as others. But there's times when I need what I call tough love, <laughs> and I, I, I need the sound to be hot. And there are times when it is really hot. Not the kind of temperatures I would recommend for everybody. I think it's important to note, set the temperature to what's comfortable for you. But over time, I've just learned to really enjoy it really hot because sometimes I need it. So I take that time before the sauna. It's about two hours, give or take, watching the fire, watching the temperature, getting everything together, towels and what have you. And one of the things I like to do, especially when I'm at the cottage, is I like to pour myself a little vodka about Mm -hmm. half an hour before the sauna starts. And this is another little trigger that is telling me, okay, no matter what you've been doing, running around, starting fire, blah, 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 now it's time to stop, relax, and prepare yourself for sauna. So I pour myself a little vodka, and I slowly sip it for half an hour, sitting on the dock, talking to the loons, listening to the birds, whatever simple thing comes about, and this totally gets me in the zone. So finally, you know, I check on the heat and whatever it's at that I choose for that day. Now it's time to go in the sauna. This is the most important one. There are schools of thought that says you should shower or go in some water before going in the sauna. I don't believe you should. I think you should go in there dry, which means just, you know, you're you're not perspiring yet. You've just come out of whatever you're doing. And you go in there, and the reason is, That feeling of heat for the first time when it completely envelops your body is magical for me. If I could help people draw a comparison, imagine you're cooped up inside all winter and it's finally a nice spring, warm day and the sun is out and you go out and you feel the sun on your face. It's like heaven. It's like I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And that feeling on your face of the warmth of the heat is an emotional response that that helps you along. And that's what I feel in the sauna. That's what I look for. And it is magical. The next part is the cooling off, where if I'm at the cottage, I go into the lake. And to be honest, it does not matter what the temperature of the lake is. if As long as there's no ice on it, I go in the lake. And the colder... The better, mm-hmm. and this is what really invigorates me now. The sauna brought me down to help me relax. Now I go in the cold lake, and it invigorates me. So I come out of the sauna wanting to take on the world, or come out of the lake, I want to take on the world, and then I will go right back into the sauna again. Wow! So
1: how long does this go? They, if you do a couple of these, a few of these cycles.
2: Yeah. My sweet spot is about four or five cycles. Okay. I find one cycle, well, anything less than four is, for me personally, is not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. But I can understand if somebody was limited in time or just didn't have the resources, they had to do something quick. I get it. But I compare that to, like, fast food compare, uh, comparing to going out to a nice restaurant. It takes time. The more time you can commit to it, the better you'll feel the better the results
1: amazing and i bet your sleep quality is tremendous
2: oh my god i sleep like a baby (laughs) if if i can claim anything that people understand you will sleep like a baby
1: wow i mean i can think of how many people need that right now that'll do it
2: yeah if you have any difficulty sleeping i strongly recommend a sauna just for that
1: Amazing, And it strikes me as you are telling me this about going in through these cycles and having these rituals that this is putting you more in touch with yourself, like your own body and your own sense of self. Is that is that right? Would you say you're more self-aware in every sense? Very aware,
2: very aware. I'm very aware of my mind. I'm very aware of my body. And again, it's so simple, but it's you can feel the instant change going from hot to cold. It's a sudden change but it's you you will feel it and it's it's invigorating it's incredible
1: so yeah it helps you sleep and and I know from personal experience I had and this goes back a long time I had West Nile virus not that I knew that's what it was and I remember the only thing that got rid of the intense pain in my head was entering a sauna right and that was so healing for me so it strikes yes. me that sauna just from my own small experience with that um, is one of the most healing things one can do for oneself, am I right?
2: Absolutely. There are so many health benefits to sauna and the Finns understood and realized these benefits well before modern medicine could explain them. Mm. Um, They would take sauna to cure a host of things. I wouldn't say cure but to maybe to alleviate or to comfort, but they always recognized the value of the sauna for help from a health perspective. Now we're starting to understand that to more to more complexity. Uh, athletes will use sauna for post-workout or for recovery. Uh, different people will have it have sauna to help with their sleep, help with their peace of mind, their their mental wellness. There's so many things that are actually tangible from a health benefit point of view. Why we would take sauna, not just the spiritual side. That's very important. But I always knew in the back of my mind what the health benefits were, even if I couldn't articulate them.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. I'm I, Even the, the mental health aspect alone, I'm fascinated by it. And I, I know we're going to be covering this in upcoming episodes. And so this is something that will really benefit everyone across the board. Absolutely. Wonderful. And we've given you a little taste of Alan's ritual. But Alan, we're going to be joined by your friend, darren next episode to talk more about ritual yeah
2: yeah darren mcintyre darren and i have been friends for over 30 years he comes up to the cottage every summer and he's totally embraced the sauna he just loves it
1: love it well we're going to learn a lot from both of you next time and uh thanks alan i feel relaxed and invigorated just being in your presence
2: i'm glad to hear that Alyssa.
1: (laughs)
0: it's true thanks for listening to kittia the spirit of sauna Please subscribe for additional episodes every two weeks. Take a moment to rate, review, and share the podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kivia Sauna. This podcast is brought to you by Kivia.ca, Canada's premier destination for the sauna community, providing expert advice, quality saunas, custom designs, as well as authentic sauna accessories. Visit us today at Kivia.ca. This has been a Memory Tree production.